0: Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot, smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come
1: back later. We also want to duly note, this is an explicit podcast where we'll be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian. And Morgan. Are you ready?
0: Yes.
1: Welcome back. Welcome. Hi, Morgan. Hello. How are you?
0: Pretty good. You?
1: Good. You know, March and stuff. Yeah. Hey, guys, what's tomorrow's? St. Patty's Day. it is. What do you do?
0: Mm, Well, I used to be a crazy college student. Also adult thinking she's still a college student going to bars and drinking green beer and having lucky charms and shit. But now I just dress my kids up for St. P's Day and <laughs> send them to school. And send them to school and I'm not a fan of green beer. Me neither. Like I Never. I don't know what I was thinking, but mm-hmm. will I have a drink with my husband at night? Probably. Yeah. Will it be a high noon? Probably. Will I have on green? Probably not.
1: Yeah. I don't think I would have on green either. I do think like I'll just use the day to drink. Yeah. Um, like through the day, you know, celebrate and stuff mm-hmm. and then like probably read some kind of like Irish mafia. Right. Smut.
0: Now people, they always think it's weird that I don't celebrate because I'm a ginger. They yeah. assume that that's like my holiday. And I don't really care about it that much.
1: Well, you had me, like, completely done at green beer. Because that's yeah. just disgusting to me. But Ugh, I know. What was Whatever. Whatever Gross. works for people. Hey, so thinking about, uh, you know, kind of staying on the topic of being disgusted. Right. I know that this book did things to you. It was supposed to. I knew you were going to hate it. Um, which is why we needed to talk about it. Um, so, folks, we are going to do a book today called Roman by Kimber Dawn. This book does have a trigger warning, but I do just want to, you know, kind of step in here real quick and say that we feel as though an additional trigger warning from us um, should be noted because we are talking about some very serious situations in this book. There is nothing about questionable consent. There is straight rape in this book, as well as physical violence and mind fuckery Just is about at all times.
0: Yeah. So vote is in. I hated it. I know.
1: I know you did. So I'm just going to classify this as our first serial killer book. Right. Because that's what Roman, our main character, his name is Roman Payne. That's in fact what he is. He tells you from the get go, he's not a good man. He is an awful human being. Mm -hmm. He has zero anything inside of him that is any kind of great. Um, he rapes, he murders, he's obsessed with like women's anatomy. Um, so he decides to like study psychology and become an OBGYN so that he could be around women and their parts. And then he has his different women that he tortures and some he lets live and some he doesn't.
0: Yeah. That's the very first part of the book. Right. So I guess I'll just start with, I have... Never read or ever wanted to read a serial killer book. It just isn't my thing. Right. There are lots of them out there. Yeah. Um. And if it's your kink, cool. You know. Yeah. Just not mine. So you didn't really really get into what this was with me and i know you did it because you knew that if you said that i'd be like i'm not reading that yep. which uh five chapters in i called her and said what the fuck is this like what is happening here i don't know what i read i feel like i need to reread now the first five whole chapters because i am in shock yeah um the weirdest thing i Felt about the character, Roman was. I don't know. When I think of like an OBGYN, I don't think of like women going to get their annual. I think of like you're bringing life into this world. Like right. OBGYNs are like magical healthcare workers that I feel like their job on the best day is amazing. You're bringing in this little bundle of joy, and on your worst day, like the worst day ever for you is worst day for somebody else. And so I feel like it's like a hero job. I mean, like in real life, I feel like that. Yeah. Um, and so to have him doing this during the day and then have this like dark soul, like serial killer, woman killer at night, it just like fucked with my mind yeah. a little bit.
1: And the, I think that's the absolute best way to describe this book Because you can't start out knowing that you're going to be disgusted. Right. And I look at it like how I had to look at some of the reverse harems that we Mm -hmm. read, especially like the bully college or the bully high school ones where you're like having to believe that like these jokers are like in charge of a gang at 18 years old and run a town and they're covering up murder and they're committing murder. Like you'd been horrified. Right. So you had to automatically go, okay. I know Roman's a serial killer. I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to wrap my head around it. I'm just dis- disgusted, but I want to know why the fuck do I need to know this? Yeah. So you continue reading. And when you do that, you meet the main chick of the book and her name is Heather. Heather uh, nicknamed Mack uh, last name, Mackenzie. Her deal is, is her father was a detective. He died less than a year ago. Roman was a case that he was working. Her father believed Roman was responsible for the murder of this woman and that there's 11 more that are missing that he can't tie him to legally, but knows he fucking did it. Right. So the daughter becomes a cop um, and she is investigating undercover Roman, but she doesn't believe that he did it. Right. She doesn't believe that her dad is choosing the right man, but she is willing to go undercover and understand what is happening and like get herself... Put in his way, right? But it doesn't really go well for her because he's hot. Like this is a hot rich guy. Like this is college days, okay? Hot rich guy in the library. She tries to like flaunt, you know, flirt and flaunt and or whatever. And he's like uninterested. And he's just like go the fuck away. So she doesn't get it in right away. And so she keeps trying. So she keeps being annoying, and he keeps turning her down. He is explaining to us though that he finds that she's very attractive, right? Like right off the bat. But he just like there's something about her that makes me feel like I wouldn't enjoy torturing her, right? So not my style. Like let me do my thing, right? Well, <clears throat> for some reason, and it gets a little bit lost in translation because there are some flashbacks to apparently they did know each other when they were kids, right? Um, and so it, some things get a little lost there. But you're now to the point to where they're out of school. And he's, like, started his own practice, and so she sees him somewhere, whatever, and she's still supposed to be a college student. She sees him in a bar or a restaurant or something, and she comes on strong again. Right. she comes on very dark. Mm -hmm. And she's letting him know, like, I look at you and I see that you've got demons. I have demons, too. Like, we should have our demons together and make demon babies. Or, like, I don't know, but somewhere in all of her crap and i'm getting a little confused about it but then she says something clever and it like grabs his attention so now he's into the game a little bit right but he's also warning her off he was like you know what i could fuck you and i'm sure that you think that your demons are as dark as mine but you have no idea little girl right and you need to go the fuck away and i'm warning you off of me right now and he like up and leaves her right she thought she was close for like the first time ever now, she's undercover. Mm-hmm. So she's being surveilled. She goes out to her car after he leaves her in this bar. Three men try to attack her. She whoops their ass. Right. But he's trying to save her because he's stalk- like stalking her from the shadows. Right. So, because now she has interested him and maybe he could kill her. And Bad that's how it- he's kind right. of explaining it. So he's astonished, though, that, like, she's carrying guns and can hold her own against these guys. And again, she's saying clever things and quipping back and forth to where the sexual energy just ignites in, like, one second. And he, like, throws her against the brick building and, like, goes after kissing her and hands are touching and teeth are mashing and it's violent.
0: It is very violent. Like... He's biting her lips and, like, she's bleeding. Like, not just, like, a a nip on a cute little love bite. Right. Like, bleeding.
1: And she's loving it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I felt like, at this point, she flipped from undercover to real life. Exactly at this point. Because... I don't know what self-respecting cop... I mean, maybe sometimes it happens. I don't know. I don't know any cops that have ever been undercover. But I just feel like when you're aggressively fucking somebody like that, like, you're not playing a part. This is, like, who you are. Yeah. And it slipped. Yeah. But now, afterwards, he's like, who is this girl?
1: Yeah. Well, they didn't fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so close or whatever. Yeah. But finally, like, he throws her off of yeah. him. And is like, wait... Because Roman is never without his control. That's his stick. Right? right. That's his main thing. He has to have control. And when he loses control, that's when people die. Right. Or that's when he might have to ask his rich daddy to come and help right. him get out of trouble when he didn't plot and plan correctly the murder he was about right. to do. And it's all very fucked up. Yeah. But again, serial killer, so you know it's all fucked yeah. up. But you know he walks away from her after this like you know horrific makeout scene or whatever and again undercover cop that's being surveilled so she's fired duh right duh yeah she goes back to her job and her job is like what the fuck did you just do you compromised yourself you're a big slut like yep. fuck you duh
0: even so, her brothers uh heard about it yeah and they essentially were like get your fucking life together like what the hell are you doing and she says the same thing she says to her like coworkers and boss, like, fuck you. Like I'm done with this. Like I'm out. Yeah. And she leaves. She her shit not leaves.
1: She does. And she lives in a hotel for like a couple weeks. The author thankfully doesn't make us have to live through that. But right. where she's at in her mind is I honestly believe that she's having like some kind of mental break because she's now walked away from her job. What she thought was her dad's legacy. Her family's not speaking to her. She wants this man above anything else. But she doesn't believe that he's a serial killer, but she knows that he's not a good man. And she just is like, that's it. Fuck it. I'm gonna give everything one last chance. And she throws everything in her car and she goes to his like mansion and that you know, knocks on the gate or whatever through the intercom and is basically he's like, What the fuck do you want? Yeah. And she was like, Listen, I'm at rock bottom. I don't have anything. I want you to let me in. I'll take you to dinner. And by the way, let me have a place to stay. And again, Ooh, I can't. I know. This is where you have to go back to the absurdness that is in some of these bully books sometimes. That yeah. you're like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense in the storyline.
0: Like, regardless if you personally believe this man has murdered 11 women, he is still, there's enough of something for somebody else, someone you trust, your father, that's saying, Shit is not right here. Mm-hmm. And you're waltzing up into a fucking mansion like alone talking about let me stay in your house. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a red flag central oh, for me. I mean,
1: that, that that should have been part of the trigger warning disclaimer we had at the beginning holy lord. There's so many red flags, you just can't even count. No. Them. Um, you know, she's at his gate, they bicker, he tells her to fuck off. In the in the meantime, we learn. He's been researching her and plotting to, like, grab her or, right, her or whatever. Right, he knows who she is. And she's just, you know, come unhinged at this point and, sh- you know, like, served herself up on a silver platter right. to the fucking serial killer. And she, of course, again, says another, you know, clever little quirk. Yeah. And he lets her in. The second he lets her in, he locks the fucking door and he lets her know you will never leave this house again. Right. Like, welcome. Because you're dumbass. You're dumbass. Like,
0: yeah. he tried. Yeah,
1: he tried to tell her. He tried
0: to tell her numerous times, like "bitch, you do not want to mess with me," and she just kept fucking going. Yeah. So now, at this point, my thought process was, you know what? That's what you fucking get. Karma is a bitch,
1: and it really did become a bitch for her now because he beat the shit out of. Her.
0: Not that much.
1: I'm not. Ta- I'm not all about that kind of karma, but yeah. uh, it took a turn for me. It really did. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of talking. And he's instantly suspicious of her. He doesn't know yet that she's a cop. Right. And she hasn't told him yet. But I think she wants to. Yeah. Um, just to be like, because I don't believe, I'm here because my brain says you didn't do it. And right. I need you to convince me of that, you know. And But he is a murderer. And so he is suspicious. He is paranoid. Yeah. And so he flips his shit and loses control. And he becomes a complete fucking monster and he absolutely beats the shit out of her to yeah. the point to where her jaw was wired. And shut.
0: he did it on purpose. So he that she he would be quiet. yeah, he intentionally broke her jaw so that it would be wired shut so that she couldn't speak for I think it's like 3 months or something. Like 6 to 8 weeks or yeah. some shit, yeah. Like what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Well, while he's beating her and she's kind of in and out of consciousness, she does say some things like oh my God, they were right. Like, you really are, you know, responsible for the 12 or whatever. So now he can't wake her back up to find out what the fuck does she mean, the 12? He knows how many people he's killed. And he was like, what the fuck? And now he's wired her jaw shut. Right. So now he has to wait all this time. And you don't really have a whole lot that the author explains to you that happened in the eight weeks that her jaw was wired shut, just that the beatings and and, uh, it just continued on. Like- Whatever. And then there would be times that he would stay completely away from her and then times he would just unleash her. But they do get to a point to where um, he wakes her up in the morning and he tells her today's the day that all the shit comes out of your jaw. Right. Um, I want you dressed in this dress. I want you presented at dinner at this time in the house. Like no fucking excuses. Don't, don't uh, disappoint me. Right. And be
0: ready to fucking talk. Yes. Because
1: if you disappoint me, I will kill you. Yeah. And that's just all there is to it. Yeah. And she does. She does everything she's supposed to do. She gets, like, the shit taken out of her job. Yep. She gets all dressed up. She shows up at the time she's supposed to in the dining room. And the second that he walks in, he, like, throws everything off the table, puts her on the table, and just fucks her. Yep. So, technically, I guess this is the rape scene that right. people were talking about in the reviews of this book. However, she never said no. Right. She touched him back. Yeah. She wanted him. While they were fucking, it's brutal. Yeah. it's it's him. It's all about Roman. He doesn't right. give a fuck about what's happening to her. So he thinks she's wet and has come. Yeah. And she was a virgin and she's bleeding. He yeah. finds out after the sex it was all just blood. Yep. Yeah. Which you would think for <sighs> a serial killer, the blood wouldn't do that to him. But right. it really freaked him out and then he like left her again.
0: Right. Just left her laying on the table. All bloody. All bloody. Uh I mean it was a brutal scene. Here is my here is my issue with my mind when I read this book. So, in general, throughout the book, there is not a ton of actual sex scenes.
1: Right. Not it's, very detailed ones. Right, not very
0: detailed ones. There's an implication of sex, but there aren't a ton of scenes. Mm-hmm. So, when I'm reading a romance book, right, my goal is to read hot, sexy scenes. And so... I wanted more sex, but then like, I didn't want more sex because I was like, he is abusing her. Like, is it even going to be consensual? I feel wrong about wanting more sex because I don't actually like the relationship or the plot line. And so I really fought with myself about that because I wanted it because I felt like that's what I needed to like the book, but I didn't want the character to have to have sex with him because I he's a psychopath he
1: is a psychopath
0: so it was weird for me
1: yeah well after the virgin sex or whatever she admits to him that she is an undercover police officer and who her dad was investigating yeah. him and all this kind of stuff and she comes completely honest and completely clean and she tells him i don't think you did it and he pretty much tells her at that point well, like you're a fucking idiot like, right yeah i did all of those yeah. things, and you're about to be 13 yep yeah.
0: Lucky number 13. Lucky
1: number 13. And so here's where we get to the point of the book. Right. This is what her life is going to consist of now. He's giving her a choice. If you want to live, you're going to be my slave. You're my pet. You're my slave. I own you. You're my property. You're doing everything I tell you to do. And when you don't, I will beat the fuck out of you and possibly kill you.
0: And your family, by the way. Yeah.
1: She has three brothers. Yeah. So even though she wasn't really speaking to them... They think that she has decided to take a leave of absence and go traveling. So she get, they get these random, like, conversations with her, with Roman looking over right. her. This is her life now for, like, a year. Yeah. So she is basically a person that is being conditioned. Yeah. She knows that she needs to please him in order to stay alive. And she wants to stay alive. Right. But she's also still having feelings for him. Like,
0: wants to please him. Like, she does.
1: What the I know. And it has a lot to do with, too, that when she is doing what she's supposed to be doing, he's Roman, so yeah. to speak. Like, he's a normal man who calls her adoring little names, even though one of the names that you hate, Mouse. Ugh. Um, it's a I don't know little mouse little mouse or some shit like that all the time and that's annoying.
0: Like, but he crazy. doesn't
1: treat her like a shit. But the second she steps out of line, he will crack her across the yeah. face, and that's really kind of difficult to read, right? Because I feel like almost the physical violence was explained more than like the sex was, right?
0: Well, yeah, and I I feel like the violence there's the um in the sex scenes while it's it's not rape during the sex scenes that are described Mm -hmm. in more detail. Right. She just says offhandedly here and there that he has raped her. So for me, the violence was the worst. I think also was in more detail to actually describe like what kind of person he was. Yeah. Because he hit where he would abuse her and get violent was done in a specific place for a specific reason because that's where he wanted it done. Right. So very manipulative too. I don't know. I don't know how she had even an ounce of feeling for this man.
1: Well, yeah. Speaking of manipulation, one of the main things that he would tell her is that if you don't become number 13, meaning that you're pleasing me enough that I'm keeping you alive, I might hit you or beat you or rape you or whatever. While I'm doing these things to you as your punishment, I'm not doing them to number 14 or no one else right. is going to be my number 13. So in her head, because she is fucked up yeah. in her head, it's like I'm keeping other women alive because his focus is on me. So as long as he's doing these things to me and I'm entertaining this game with him and we're semi happy and he's not beating me all the time, then at least he's not doing it to someone else. Listen, it's I'm really fucked up.
0: I'm just trying to think about me right now. I get you. Girl. I'm just thinking about me. I'm sure. not thinking about anybody else. Yes. I'm thinking about my broken jaw.
1: Yeah. I mean, for the first time. I mean, I've agreed with you in a couple books here and there about red flags, but I would tell you right now, I would read three reverse harem books before I would read this book again, and not because it has horrible writing or no. because I'm a big pussy no. and can't handle the crazy of a serial killer. Yeah. No. I just didn't that. get hot with a serial killer i yeah. don't get hot with a dude yeah. that has to beat a woman to her jaw wired shut because right. he doesn't want to listen to her talk for six weeks right.
0: serial killers just they're not my they're not my thing
1: serial killers not my thing roman although they tried to make him hot he just wasn't enough to be hot yeah to make up for the bad shit yeah that he does yep and we're only in like the middle of the book there's a ton of bad shit that keeps happening
0: yeah so we're gonna go over that after our short break and a shot and a shot (laughs) yeah
1: welcome back hello okay so i'm gonna say i'm about to tell you about one of the most disturbing physical violent right situations that have ever occurred between two main characters that love each other
0: okay i I could barely get through it.
1: It was very difficult for me. So I don't mind spoiling it because I think that people need a heads up. Yeah. I'm going to read something like this, but okay. So Roman and Mac, they've made it a year. She's been alive for a year. Right. She's managed this fucker. Shocking. For a he's deciding he's going to take her um, on a vacation to Paris. Now she's not left the inside of the mansion. She's not been allowed outside. Right. For a year.
0: Fucked up.
1: Fucked up. I mean, she's in a mansion and she has all of her needs met, but she can't just go outside if she wants to in her backyard. Like, it's not been permitted. And if she dares do it, she'll die. Yeah. No. Anyway, so he takes her to Paris. They're staying in a hotel. He gets mad at her. He lets her get drunk on the plane and he thinks she's hilarious. Right. She's got a little bit of guts. So she's teasing with him. She's not doing anything that's absolutely ridiculous right. in any way, and their banter back and forth was actually really cute.
0: Right, best part of the best part of the book for right.
1: me. It makes you, I think, what the author intended to do is it makes you, as the reader, think that this one-year celebration is actually going to mean something. Right, this is the turning point right. in the book, is what you think. Right, well, well it is. It is, but, but not, not like the that. Way you think you were going <laughs> right. So <clears throat> he waits till they get to the room, and you know she's trying to sober up a little bit. And he's mad. He's now mad, decided he's going to be mad at a quirk that she had, a nickname she called him, or the fact that she got drunk.
0: She called him Romy.
1: Romy, from when they were little kids. Yeah. That was it. And But she has to be punished now. His deal of one of the things he's conditioned her to do is to, like, take her punishment in silence. Mm-hmm. So he makes her get naked and he makes her stand still and he smacks her ass a bunch of times and she doesn't make a sound and she's used to it. And I'm not thinking that it's one of those, like, sexy space. Right. It's like a full blown. Yeah. You know, bruising. Yes. Freak, right. She does good. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't fuck up. Right. Well, I think he gets mad that she doesn't fuck up. So then he takes off his belt. Right. And then he starts going at her with the belt. Right. Because he told her one of the punishments was going to be that he was going to strip the skin. Right. And this motherfucker does. Right. It was very detailed. It was very written out. She never made a fucking sound. She's crying, snot's dripping down her face. There's blood just pouring down the back of her. And when he dismisses her, she, she decides in the middle of this beating, she decides to check out. Right. She's just going to be a zombie. She's checked
0: the Like, out. girl, you should have checked out 11 months and three weeks ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, Insane. It was absolutely horrific. Yeah. And then, like, so she, she runs a bath. She, and she puts, like, oils and bath salts in the bath and gets in the tub with right. these, like, filleted yeah. back of her thighs and her ass. Right. And then he comes in like all looking at her and shit, like you're sitting in a thing of blood, you know, and she was like, Well, duh, motherfucker. Yeah. And this is the only time I liked her. Yeah. Because she got a backbone and went the fuck off. Yeah. She called down to the front desk and asked for like a first aid kit. And they brought her hydrogen peroxide and like neosporin. She gets out of the bathtub, she's mouthing off to him, telling yep. him what a fucking cocksucker he is. And then she, like, pours, like, standing in the middle of this suite, right? Yeah. She strips, takes her robe off, strips down naked, <clears throat> still dripping from the bloody water from the tub, pours the hydrogen peroxide down the back of her ass, then, like, snaps off the lids and, like, takes the neosporin and, like, squirts it all over her ass, tells him to fuck off, and, like, lays on the bed. Right. Get it, girl. Finally. Finally. My God. Jesus. He about killed her.
0: Oh, I was just, yeah. like, I- here's the thing, though. The bed, bitch, I would have started running out that fucking door. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to escape. I'm not laying back on no bed.
1: Yeah. She's in a lot of pain. And right. He's just a dick and he get, keeps getting madder and madder because she keeps turning off.
0: Yeah. She's not
1: giving him the scared that she was. Yeah. She's not giving him obedience. She's not giving him silence. Right. She's running off her mouth. She's taking her punishments. He beats her again. Yeah. He beats her so bad that she's in the hospital and he comes up with this like thing to tell the cops that she interrupted a, a robbery. Right. And they don't really believe it, but she backs his story. Yep. You're like, what the absolute fuck? Right.
0: Like, I just, it was so unbelievable to me. Like, I just could not grasp what this girl was doing.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I will say, I if I remember correctly, between all of the mess, mm-hmm. didn't he feel a little bit bad about how, or maybe this is a little bit further into the book, but how bad he beat her? Yeah. Because he was like, well... Why did I actually get mad? I guess I don't remember the reason that he like that he went nuts. Yeah. And he's like, damn, and maybe I overstepped on the punishment a bit.
1: Yeah. But That's what eh. he was like during the right. rest of the book. Is right. that he knows he has feelings for her. He knows she's his calm. She's his angel. She's all these things. But he can't say that he loves her because he's incapable of love, because right. he's a creature and a monster. And but he doesn't understand why he wants to punish her for making him better right and that's what the rest of the fucking book is right oh but when we're in the hospital and she's trying to convince like everybody to back the fuck off and just let her heal so she can leave yeah she finds out she's pregnant yeah they're pregnant so that's great yeah because why would you not first of all are you sure your baby is okay with the readings you have taken
0: right i thought when they said she was pregnant I was like, there's no fucking way that you are still pregnant after what your body has just gone through.
1: Yeah, but she is.
0: Insane.
1: And he's decided that's his turning point because- He's going to take care of them now and he's going to be a good human being.
0: I'm rolling my eyes. I know you guys can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes. I
1: know, but for quite a few chapters, you go to believe it again. Like, so this is what I got out of the book. It's a yo yo effect. Yes. Like, she's the author's putting you in one direction, thinking he can change. You're rooting for him to change. She flips the script on you and you're like, no, you're still a fucking prick and no, like, I'm done with you. And then it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So he's going to be a dad. He, he's telling her she's going to marry him. That's right. all there is to it. But he finds that he does these things and he doesn't know why he's doing them. Like, everyone is telling him, you need to let her have her family around her. Right. If you want this marriage to be real. You want to be a real father. You want her to be a real mother. Then stop. No one's really saying stop beating her. Right. They're saying let her have her family around. So she tells her that she can to like invite them to the wedding and right. stuff. And then he's just like nope never mind no you can't sorry and like beats her again
0: while she's pregnant her. and then marries her but the thing yeah. that irritated me too was when he decided that he wasn't gonna let her brothers come he did he took every decision that she made as far as the wedding is concerned and changed it yeah like her so dress
1: like, her the flowers yeah. the cake everything that he made her plan Right. Whatever she said that she picked, right. he changed it to something else.
0: I did love, though, that she did show up in a dress that he didn't
1: pick. Yes. She got her dress. Yeah.
0: I mean, but in order to get it, like, you have to know he's going to do it. Yeah. But you're still marrying this man. Yeah. Yeah. Who just beat you while you're pregnant.
1: And she's thinking in her head, I'm going to protect my baby. Well, the first thing you need to do is get your out. Like, right. what, what's your plan B? Like, where's your out plan? Like, she never really had it. And I was so confused because, you know, like the wedding happens and they agreed that they were going to do like the regular vows or whatever. So she did the regular vows, but then he made up his own vows. Right. And they were fucking perfect as far as she's concerned. Right. And she hates him for it. Yep. And so wedding night happens. She goes to the bathroom and comes out and he kind of looks at her and she's like, yeah, I'm not about to melt my panties off for you, you fucker. And she just gets in bed to go to sleep. Yep. And he leaves and he left her while yep. she was pregnant. Yeah. And then he started murdering women.
0: Right. Because she wasn't around to calm him.
1: Yeah. So he leaves her alone. For like a couple months, you know, pretty far into her pregnancy, I guess. And then he kind of shows up when she's finding out what the sex of the baby is and it's a girl and then he leaves again. But he tells her, like, I can't be with you because I don't want to hurt you or our baby, but I am killing bitches. Right. That's just what's happening. Sorry. Right. And he's drunk. He's ridiculous. He's sloppy. Like all these horrible things are happening. But he shows up when she gives birth um he's apparently been watching her right he's still been killing other people or whatever but he doesn't want to stop killing and he knows that he will hurt her and now he will hurt this baby if he's in the house with them right so he thinks he's gonna go see her to like say goodbye and she doesn't want him to go and i didn't get i don't know if this is just being like postpartum right you no know, baby's home, couple weeks old. I'm all alone. You're supposed to be my husband. I know you're providing for me. He's paying all of her bills, right. and giving her money. She doesn't have to do anything, but he's absent from her life. And I guess it could be weird not knowing when your serial killer husband might show up to gut you. now that right. you've incubated his offspring, right? But he sees the baby, he sees her, but he tells her that he's leaving. He's telling her he's even leaving the state. He's setting up practice somewhere else, but she's still going to be married to him. And he's still going to like support her.
0: And she doesn't want him to go.
1: No, but she starts fucking one of his friends.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, so he had like a sidekick, and then when he does, when Roman decided to leave, he told the sidekick Sebastian, yep. to stay with her and take care of her, and he has been throughout yeah. the rest of her pregnancy, throughout giving you know labor and bringing the baby home, and she finally Mackenzie finally gives it up right to him. And he's in love with her but he's also creepy at the same time because he has a backstory
0: going from one creep to another this girl has zero red flags like radar yeah, happening she didn't pick
1: up on any of them oh my he god he has a really funky fucked up pass with roman and roman doesn't know about right him. it comes out especially in book two um but basically where we are kind of at the end of the book is that Roman is so fucked up. He's killed like 20 women or that his number now is like 20. Yeah. And the, the murders are getting sloppier. He's going to get caught. It's going to get worse. Like his violence is getting worse. And when he shows up to Mackenzie, he's just not getting from her what he wants to get from her. And he snaps. She's, I don't know, snaps and he beats her and he thinks he kills her. Right. And so we, as readers think at the end of book one, essentially that Roman has killed her. Yep. And that's it.
0: And there's a second book.
1: There is a second book. And I am going to spoil the fact she's not dead. Right. So she's not dead, but he thinks she's dead. And I have I read the second book. Morgan could not stomach it. I don't really want to talk about it because there is so much that happens in the second book from where we start with everyone thinking that Heather's dead um, all the way to the end of the book of where they end up. And there's a kid in here too, by the way. So much fucked up that happens. I'm just not going to. I I can't. I can't explain that to you. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to finish out the series to figure out what happened to the serial killer, if the serial killer kink is your vibe, then I say go for it. But...
0: mm, It ain't my vibe. It
1: ain't my vibe either. It's not necessarily my favorite. My favorite thing. So, I don't think I'm going to revisit the serial killer genre.
0: I don't think so either. It's too volatile for me. I just... Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know how you would have a different take on a serial killer book. I'm just not sure like how that would really work. Yeah. Other than how this one was written. So I don't know. Yeah. Not my jam. It's
1: not my jam. I'm gonna stick with like my mafia boys. Right. And I mean like again, I would I'll go back and read another reverse harem and right. deal with high school bot faces. <laughs> Compared to serial killers, so she
0: just gave a uh, me permission, guys. Just uh, you heard it, you
1: heard it. I know, I knew one was coming in my future at some point, so I'm just gonna have to get over it. Yep, yeah, that's gonna wrap up, Roman folks. Yes, yeah. Uh, I know it was like I'm emotionally exhausted. After holding on to that book so we could do this episode, and now I'm just like cleanse, right? Cleanse it Gosh. from. I need. Mean, I want to read like an Irish daddy mom right book right now, Something. and then find me like a fun witchy porn, right? Something.
0: Speaking Woo. of witchy porn,
1: which is listen next week, <laughs> Rebecca's oh, If you guys remember how we love Rebecca Zanetti, she wrote the vampire series, Dark Protectors, right? Well, there's a spinoff of the Irish Witches Mm -hmm. called the Realm Enforcers. Oh,
0: Definite witch porn. It's Hot, so
1: good. Sexy
0: witch porn.
1: Irish witches.
0: Yeah, they're
1: so good. There's some demons. You get some um, some of the characters from the Dark Protector series pop in and out of the series, which I love, by the way. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's such a good series. So there's a lot of books in that. So you guys will have to take a look and you know catch up on those yep. before we talk about it next week.
0: See you then. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smart Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. (laughs) Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smotthive.allook.com. We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.